sports fans got another good one for you today today i'm going to be going over the final college football playoff rankings and giving my thoughts and opinion on them as well as going over why i think the playoffs should be expanded so let's get into it my first thoughts on the college football playoff rankings is that the committee is flawed and going into this i obviously knew that the committee was not going to make some decisions that i wanted to see made and the committee was obviously flawed from the beginning. It's a group of human beings giving their opinions, and obviously people are going to disagree with that. I am one of them. And so there's going to be a little bit of conflict there, but I do think the committee is better than the previous system where a computer just decided what two teams got to face off for the national championship. So in that regard, I do think I do like the committee, but the committee is making some decisions that I really don't like, and they're just not giving these smaller schools a chance to succeed, at least in the rankings, ranking wise, they're not giving them a shot to succeed. You see these teams that are not in power five conferences, but that are getting good quality wins. And when they play bad opponents, they're blowing them out. When they're playing good opponents, they're beating them. And the committee just continually just doesn't rank these teams as high as they would rank a team that played worse against those guys but just because they have a bigger name they've they have more of a rich history they continuously rank them higher just based on that name not that they're a better football team but because they have more history and I don't I don't like that because it's not really giving these smaller schools a chance to you know build a program a a lot of young recruits and it really starts when the kids are younger than when they start getting recruited because if you grow up and you're seeing this team succeed and you see how dominant they are, you see them on national television, you see them winning big games, it makes you want to go there and you you might develop a fanhood for that team and then follow them throughout your childhood and into high school and then you might get the chance to you know play for that team so they're not really giving these smaller schools a chance to build that with these young recruits and these young kids and I really don't like it I mean you look at Coastal Carolina who is really the biggest one in my opinion and you know I've harped about Coastal Carolina not being ranked as high as they would be if I was making the rankings all year. And I'm not necessarily mad that they're ranked at 12. I don't think that that's a awful ranking for them. I think that's pretty adequate. Maybe they should be in the top 10, but 12 I'm not furious about. But what upsets me is the fact that Coastal Carolina went 11-0, and beat quality opponents in BYU and Louisiana, yet they don't nearly get the recognition that a team like UNC does who is a three loss team has has wins against quality opponents but the people that they have beat are worse or their quality wins are against worse opponents than Coastal's quality wins so why Coastal's ranked higher but why does UNC get a huge bowl game where they play number five Texas A&M and Coastal Carolina gets stuck playing an unranked Liberty team. 
who's in their conference and who they were supposed to play earlier this year. It got canceled because of COVID concerns, but that's not my point. Liberty is nine and one. They're a solid football team, but Coastal Carolina, the number 12 team in the country, doesn't get to play a, you know, at least a top 25 opponent to maybe get their rankings up even more. It's like the committee made these bowl games to the point where they didn't want these smaller schools to even have a chance to break into the top 10 or be in the discussion for, hey, these guys were actually really good this year. And it's not just Coastal Carolina. Indiana, who is obviously not as small of a school as Coastal, they're in the Big Ten, they're in a big conference, but they've they've they're not known for being a powerhouse in college football and so you see them and they're ranked 11 they played Ohio State very close that was a very fun game to watch they have a win against number 14 Northwestern but the committee puts them in a bowl game versus four and five Ole Miss and that's just two examples right there of the committee not only disrespecting these small schools where Coastal has to play a team that's unranked, and if they beat Liberty, they won't get any credit for it. The committee will overlook it. They'll be like, oh, you beat an unranked team. Yes, Liberty is a very good football team. They're 9-1. and one. They're ranked at one point in the season. But since they're in the Sun Belt, they can't afford to have one loss. That one loss automatically, in the committee's mind, makes them think that that team is awful. And they give Coastal no credit for, if they do win that game, they will give Coastal no credit for beating them. Heck, Coastal's ranked number 12. Liberty is ranked is not ranked at all. Yet, Coastal is only a seven-point favorite. That's like, they just, for some reason, they just have the blatant disrespect for Coastal Carolina. But it's not just Coastal. Indiana, who is in a power conference, but is not known for being a big college football school. Honestly, if Indiana had the shot, maybe they could become one. Maybe if you'd put them on a really big stage and you'd let them play a team like Texas A&M or a team like Florida, Oklahoma, Iowa State, whoever you want them to play, maybe they, maybe, uh, you know, some young recruits see that or some young kids see that and they develop a fanhood for them and they follow them and then they want to go there. And in a few years, Indiana is like one of the best teams in the country, but you don't get to see that because the committee puts them in a bowl game that nobody wants to watch. Indiana is almost guaranteed to win that game. Ole Miss has had, you know, they've competed with some good teams this year, but they're four and five. They have a losing record. And so why put Indiana in that game? I, I really don't understand. And the reason I brought up UNC earlier, and I, I need to apologize to UNC fans in this regard, I have been hard on your team all year because I didn't think they belonged. They proved that they belong in that Miami game where they just dominated the whole game. Your At least your offense proved it. I don't think UNC's defense is great, but their offense is good enough to carry them to the point they deserve to be ranked. They probably deserve to be in the top 15. But my thing is, why does a 8-3 and UNC team jump an 11 and 0 Coastal Carolina to play Texas A&M or a 6 and 1 Indiana team who competed with a very closely a one score game with a team that's in the playoffs why do those two teams get jumped by UNC to play Texas A&M and it's simple UNC is a bigger name Mac is back in UNC so they the committee only cares about these teams 
with big names, rich history. So they put UNC in that game. And, you know, is obviously I think it'll be a good game to watch, but UNC doesn't deserve that game over Coastal or Indiana, but they got it. And I really, I, I just really have a problem with that. But there, there's nothing you can do about it. But I, I just have a really big problem with how the committee is handling these smaller teams when they're having successful seasons, yet they're not being rewarded for it. But teams that have less successful seasons but because they have rich history, are, are getting better games at the end of the season. And these have really big impacts on these programs, bigger than we realize. Moving on from that, though, I am really happy that the committee finally let Cincinnati play in a big game. Cincinnati is going to be going up against Georgia. Huge game. I think this is Cincinnati's chance to prove that, hey, we were actually a really good team this year. Yeah, they're ranked in the top 10, and... They're another school that the committee, I felt, has disrespected them all year long. Just because they're not in a Power 5 conference, the committee refused to put them anywhere close to the top five. They had Cincinnati at nine last week, and just because just because Cincinnati didn't play. Cincinnati is a legitimate team. They're 9-0. and oh. They have a really good defense and a... a a pretty good offense, an offense that can compete. And I think if you put Cincinnati, at least have Cincinnati close enough to the top where if there was chaos last week, Cincinnati could have made it into the playoff. But the committee purposely put them at number nine to make sure that there was no way possible that this team was going to be able to get in the playoff. And that just upsets me. And it's only because they're Cincinnati, that they don't have a rich football history and that they're not a Power 5 conference. I think the committee is so petrified of the fact that if they put a non-Power 5 conference team in the playoff and they have success, it might just topple the whole power structure of NCAA football and you might see these smaller programs become even better. And so I honestly, that's the only reasoning I can think of why the committee continues to disrespect these smaller schools but I'm happy that they finally gave Cincinnati a chance, and I do hope Cincinnati takes advantage of it. Um, another big matchup, Texas A&M versus UNC, like I said, that'll be a fun game to watch, but I don't think UNC deserves it over Coastal or Indiana. And then moving into, and then you have Florida versus um, Florida versus Oklahoma, But moving on from those games, let's get into the actual college football playoff games. You have Alabama versus Notre Dame, and you have Clemson versus Ohio State. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not a big fan of these rankings. Clemson versus Ohio State. This, This is honestly starting to become a bit of a rivalry because these teams have faced off I think the last three times they faced off or four, Clemson has come out with a win. They blew Ohio State out 31-0 to a few years ago in 2016, but last year's game was really close. A lot of people felt Ohio State got robbed. So really excited to see these two teams battle it out. And I'm not too mad at the committee putting Ohio State at three so they will play Clemson, but my problem is Notre Dame at four. Notre Dame beat a not full-strength Clemson. They then play a full-strength Clemson one, like a week, 
before the rankings come out, actually a few days, and they get absolutely destroyed. It's not even a cl- it's not close after the first couple minutes of the game. Clemson dominates and they continue to dominate. And Notre Dame doesn't score their first touchdown of the game, I believe, until the fourth quarter. So really just a dominating performance from Clemson. And they're ranked number two. Well, at the time, they were ranked number three, but the committee believes that they're the number two team in the country based on their resume. So why take a team that just got blown out by the number two team in the country and face them off against the only team that is ranked above them that the committee feels is better in Alabama? Because I'm sorry, Notre Dame's not going to win that game. It is That is Alabama's game where I believe we're headed towards another Clemson-Alabama college football championship it'll be fun to watch it's like round five or whatever but that's not important the important thing is that the committee decided to put notre dame there because they're a one loss notre dame team to only clemson they had beaten clemson before and i know a lot of people would have felt that notre dame got robbed if they got knocked out of the playoff but you you just have to compete and they didn't compete with clemson enough in my mind to make it into the playoffs The rankings I really would have loved to saw because Ohio State didn't play a lot of games. I would have liked to I would have liked to see them at four just because they didn't play as many games as Texas A&M. And I'd love to see Texas A&M at three because I think Notre Dame drops down to five. And so I think those two games give you better matchups, too. I think Ohio State is much better equipped to compete with an Alabama team than Notre Dame. And I think Clemson and Texas A&M, you're you got Trevor Lawrence versus Kellen Mond, um, Dabo and Jimbo Fisher going at it again. That's just those two games really excite me, and we just didn't get to see them. I think the committee missed the mark there, and I pretty much the consensus of these two matchups are that Clemson and Alabama are going to win. I th- obviously the other two teams, Ohio State and Notre Dame, have a chance. They didn't get those rankings for no reason, but I think those two teams have looked considerably worse than Alabama and Clemson. Moving on from that, though, now I want to talk about why I think that the playoff should be expanded. And it would it would honestly solve a lot of problems. For one, you team like a team like Cincinnati would actually be in the playoff. And I don't want to expand it to 16 and maybe you expand it to 16 later down the road but I'd love to see it at eight teams I think eight teams is a really good mark and I know a lot of people had a problem with the when the playoff first came out because they're like you're just going to keep expanding it because it went from just the national championship game to now it's the playoff you have the semifinals and the championship and now people wanted at eight I wanted at eight people wanted at 16 some people are like let's have a 64 team playoff I don't think that is necessary I think that is a little extreme I don't think that will ever happen but I do think an 18 playoff is is really perfect honestly I think you get teams in there like Cincinnati who gets a chance to prove themselves. You get Texas A&M in there, who got blown out by Alabama earlier on in the year. It was an awful game. But then they go and beat a Florida team who looked amazing, looked really good in that Alabama game that they played last week. And you also get, you get Florida in there. You get Florida in there who... I think is honestly a better opponent to play Alabama than Notre Dame, but just because they have three losses, they can't get in there. 
Like I said, you get Texas A&M in there who, you know, they can bounce back from that really bad loss they had at the beginning of the season. You still get Notre Dame and Ohio State in there. That's not a question anymore. And my biggest reason for wanting the playoff to be expanded is because is because of Florida, honestly. I don't think Oklahoma really has, you know, a shot at if they were in the playoff, I don't think they have a shot at winning it. But Florida is the team that I feel like is ranked at number seven, I believe. Number seven, yes. That they really, if they were in the playoff, although they have three losses, their three losses are to Alabama, Texas A&M, and then they have that one to LSU. The LSU one was bad. But then their other two losses are to two top five teams. They competed with both of them very, very close. And so I think that if you expand the playoff, you widen the margin for error. And I think the margin of error should be widened because it, especially in a year like this where you have COVID and people haven't been able to practice like they normally do, you really need that buffer. And I think it's not right just because a team has two losses to two of the better teams in the country that they don't get in. Because I think if Florida, like I said, got into the playoff, the 18 playoff, they could really make some waves. They've obviously shown that they can compete with an Alabama team. They could compete with Clemson. I think they beat Notre Dame. Like I said, I think they're a better opponent than Notre Dame. They compete with Ohio State. So it just, I think it's time for the committee to sit down and expand the playoff. Expand it to eight. I don't want it at 16. I think 16, you can get by with 16, but I think 16 is becoming a little too much. Obviously, anything beyond that, I feel, is way too much. But eight, I feel like eight is a good number. And people are going to say, well, Jess, you want it at eight now, but in a few years, you're going to want it at 16. And after that, you're going to want it at 32, 64. I really don't see my opinion changing too much on only having eight, but I think four is too little, especially with how many good football teams there are in the playoffs. And not to mention, like I like I said earlier, this we're probably heading towards another Alabama Clemson matchup. If you expand the playoff, you widen the chances, you make the chances greater that you get someone else in there. You get you might get Cincinnati in the playoff if they run the table. You might get Texas AM whoever but you get some of these schools that haven't been able to get over that hump because they lose one game a year to Alabama or Clemson and then they don't make the playoff because they've only lost one game give them a second chance to face these teams and I think an 18 playoff would be great I think you'd get you wouldn't have Alabama Clemson round five anymore you'd get different teams in there and it'd be much more exciting to watch I think it would pique interest more because as much as we like to see powerhouses like Alabama and Clemson go at it I think when you mix the teams up more or at least you get to see Alabama play a Cincinnati or a Clemson play a Florida who they don't normally play it and it makes viewership go up and it makes games more interesting to watch that's it for today guys uh I appreciate all the listens and follows and I will see you guys next time on the blitz